This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, this is Alicia Wynn. Hi, this is Molly Bryant. Hi, this is Christina from Survivor Redemption Island. Hey, this is Lindsay Lowen. Hi, this is Poppy from The Apprentice. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, I'm Holly Sorensen, creator of Make It or Break It. Hi, this is Joy Nordenstrom. Hi, this is Christina Chaw from Survivor One World. Hi, my name is Josie Loren. I play Kaylee Cruz. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner from this season's Apprentice. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Julie Mann. Hello, ich bin Nina Rausch und Sie hören sich gerade an. This is Alec Baldwin. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, this is Jenny Blatt from Love in the Wild. Hey, this is Chelsea Hobbs, and you're listening to two of my favorite blogger podcast guys um, on What Do They Said. Did you hear? 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 What do they say? Now you get to hear what Dubay has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Dubay Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatdubaysaid.com. I am your host, Jason DePlissy, coming at you from Dubay Studios Southwest in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who was the 16th president of the United States. Really, guys? That's, that's the joke this week? Your host. <laughs> Jace, is that you? Yes. Is that really you? Yes. Yes. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Are we really? Are we really doing a show? No. This is a rerun. Then uh, cool. I'll say I'm Robert Bob Duvet coming to you from Duvet Studios Northeast in the fashionable and posh Upper West Side of Manhattan. Oh, lovey. Yeah, we're doing a show, Rob. Wow. I feel uh, horribly out of practice. Maybe we should make a make this a monthly thing. Like uh, or or quarterly maybe, <laughs> <laughs> quarterly yes we can as as we file our returns we can also do a show yeah there you go well or maybe we could do since you're so busy and your schedule is so erratic now very busy up there in the Upper West Side that maybe we could you know do sort of a monthly spectacular make it a three hour show once a once a month because we I gotta be honest with you yeah. I miss doing the show once a week and it is my goal to get back to that um the challenge has been uh i, I think both you and i have uh you know, your schedule is a little bit more locked in mine's been changing from week to week because uh that's how my schedule is it changes from week to week yes yeah and it's also so we'll work it out we'll work it out dear listener yeah. i know you're out there so and nice. i know you miss us and we miss you and boy, we have a, we have some stuff. Jason and I have to get caught up, right? We haven't talked in a little while. We do, and we would like to get caught up with our listeners. So, if listener would like yeah. to get caught up with us, they could send us an email at uh, yeah. um, what do they said at <laughs> gmail dot com because your emails mean so much. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can just do like it. our page there. Even if you unlike our page, you can still send us an email because your emails mean so that much. That would show us something that there's activity. The, you can also find us on Mevio, Mevio.com slash what do they said or what do they said dot Mevio.com. I forget. I never go to Mevio, but they're a wonderful place. We love that they uh, yeah, have us hosted yeah. there. You know, our, our guy at Mevio is no longer at Mevio. Oh, is that what happened? Is that why we're being shunted? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Michael Butler, who was the you know content director, he is uh, he's no longer with the company. So, hmm. well, maybe we might want to rethink our Mevio affiliation. We might. I think we just might want to do that. Okay, uh, but you can also listen to us on Stitcher. You can find us on iTunes. Leave us a review in the iTunes store. It means a lot for us to leave you to leave us a review in our stores. Or you can, oh, uh, Rogue Two out there in the UK. Yes. Blimey! And you can give us a phone call. We have a huge, huge listener base out there in the UK. I don't know if you know this. I do. We are, we are being considered for a, a nightdom. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's the word on the street. So you'd be... That's, s- what, Elton, Sir, that's what Elton said. <laughs> Sir Robert Bob Duvet Chelly. <laughs> Absolutely. He's like, finally... The uh, the respect I so richly deserve. Let's call though at four one five nine three seven zero four four five. That's four one five nine three seven zero four four five. Trust me when I say that intern number four is standing by. Yes. Uh, do we have any guests today, Rob? Well, you know we don't have guests per se in 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 the form of actual guests. No. But but we have is a flurry of activity going on here. Oh, at Duvet Northeast! Wow, D- fill me in. I've been uh, for some reason I'm not getting the emails from Duvet Studios Northeast. The memos. We've decided to cut you out of the loop entirely, Jason. I, I appreciate that. Actually, they've got to be so much. <laughs> yes, we, uh, we 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 have a we have a special intern dedicated just to keeping emails away from you. Oh, that's a good use of resources. Yeah. No, uh, you know, the holidays are approaching. Hell, the holidays are here, Jace. And uh-huh. we'll get to that. I want to hear all about your, your Thanksgiving and. Ring ting tingling too. They're pissing and shitting and punching and fighting <laughs> and everyone's here. <laughs> uh, that's, yes. a, that's my work holiday song. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. But uh, yeah, we have we've been holding rigorous auditions for duvets. Oh, that's right, the big holiday spectacular contest. Did you see? I'm sure you didn't miss any of those emails. No, no, no. That's got a special thread. Oh my gosh, boy, we got some some lookers. Va 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 boom. Yeah, I agree. Some gams. And so, yeah, we and uh, <laughs> no, we've, we've got duvets in training. Duvets are kicking. Yeah, we bushes are being decorated. <laughs> That's right. We've got the big Christmas bush. Did you go out and cut down the Christmas bush? We did. Um, well, actually, I didn't. We I sent interns out. Um, we have a fabulously uh, just bushy bush that we are going to decorate with all manner of of things holiday. And we're not going to discriminate. We're going to go and represent every holiday, every culture. Every nation. Oh, good. I think that's it's an appropriate way international to trim the bush. Bush. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Trim the bush. Yeah. Deck the halls. Uh, the Yule log. Uh, troll the Yuletide carol. I love the holidays. Um, so we have, we have that. We're going to have our, we'll keep you posted, listener. We're, we have a, um, a lighting ceremony that we are going to try and we're going to try and rig it so that it's in um, some form of actual time. <laughs> if we, we're going to get it as close to December as possible. Okay. And, yeah. And so that way everybody can participate and watch the lighting of the annual WDS holiday bush. Um, they can see the duvets kicking and uh, the interns screaming. Good. 
That's my favorite part of the holiday. How many duvets do we have in our duvet line? We're at one right now. Great. But um, yeah, we're, but that's that 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 number could move. That needle can move. Well, let me ask you this: How many voluntary duvets do we have? <laughs> okay, that's a different story. All right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll revisit that over the course of this show and others. Okay, good flurry. <laughs> that was a flurry of talk show activity right there. <laughs> That's exciting. Maybe we should hold up some cards and read what it says on the back of them in a whimsical way. Oh my God! Are you talking about Jay Leno? I'm talking about the, any or old David Letterman talk show trope. Trope. Ah, good word. I want to be a trope when I grow up. You'd be a real troper. Wow, it's started to rain down here in Duvet Studio Southwest. That's how little content we have for this week's show. I'm talking about the weather. Well, let me tell you something. If it was raining here, there would be snow. Snow! Snow? What? Are you going to have a white Christmas? I'm hoping to. I like snow. I, I I have the proper attire now for it, and I don't mind it. Bring it on! Yeah, let's touch base in February and see how you feel about snow. Yeah, true. I know. It's early in the snow season. Um, so I keep getting these emails as we speak from, from my wife, who is... Um, Learning, act fast, please. This one said. This one sounds serious. She has these websites, you know, they're like a discount reduced designer website type thing. Oh, uh huh. Like Rulala or Guilt. And she, I, I'm getting the distinct, distinct impression that she really wants a new black purse. Oh. And, uh, yes. All right. Should we pause yeah. while you go order that now? I mean, I could. That's what she would want to have happen, but I can't do that just yet. I have to do a show because I'm a professional. And I don't know, Jis, what do you think about this whole idea of gift giving? Used to be, I as I remember it, was you would request certain things, you drop certain hints about things that you wanted, but ultimately the gift shopping and the the gift. You know, the purchase was left up to the individual, and it would oftentimes be a surprise, and I was okay with that. Uh, yeah, I go two ways with gift giving and receiving. I smell a segment. Jason goes two ways. <laughs> yes, Jason goes two ways. It's a good, it's a good segment. I'm in. Um, anyway, uh, the, there, there are gifts that I don't mind being given a list of things. So if someone gives me a list of things, or if I give someone a list of things, let me let me make this all about me. If I give someone a list of things, they say, well, give me some ideas for Christmas. I'll say, oh, well, I always like movies. I like Blu-rays. Uh, here's a couple books that I'm interested in. Um, I could use a new pair of pants or some shirts. Uh, I could use some things in the kitchen. I need some pot holders or a new... new uh, Something in for the kitchen. Obviously, I need something because I don't know what it gets used in the kitchen. But I give a list of things. And I, if I tell someone ten different things, they're only going to get me one of those things. So the surprise comes in which one of those things that person has got me. And I'll be like, oh, great. I like this. I wanted it. And here it is. And though I didn't get all the other things, this is a surprising thing that you've you've given me here. There's that thing. But I think the best gifts are always the ones that I wouldn't have thought of on my own, but somebody got me uh, particularly that particularly suit me. And I think, wow, 
I really like this and I would have never thought of this. So the closest example I can give to this was probably about 20 years ago, a long time now. Uh, my sister gave me a Empire Strikes Back 500-piece jigsaw puzzle, which is not anything that I would ever buy for myself, but I was like, wow, I like to do jigsaw puzzles. I haven't done a jigsaw puzzle since I was you know, seven years old, but this looks fun, and I'm a Star Wars fan, and it's the Empire Strikes Back, and it's sort of sparkly. And I went, wow, it actually excited me. I was like, I can't wait to put this together because what a thing to do on the holidays when you have nothing to do, put together a jigsaw puzzle. And that, that was nice. So oftentimes when I'm out shopping for people, I will see something and I'll be like, this really says to me, Rob, let me get Rob this thing. And I would give it to you and you'd be like, oh, right on. And then you wouldn't do anything with it. You'd just leave it sitting around and forget I gave it to you. But that's what I like about gifts. What is your take on gift giving? What, not what's your segment? <laughs> Oh, I'm not prepared to have a segment. <laughs> My take is this. If you tell me, get me this exact purse from here and do it now, that's not really me giving you a gift. Okay, yeah. So I, I don't like that. I, I feel it saps all of the, the joy and wonder out of gift giving. When the person knows exactly what, and then on top of the added layer would be, I ship it to her work. <laughs> and then the added layer would be, on top of that is that not only is it shipped to her work and she knows exactly what it is, but then we wrap it and it sits under the, the, the holiday bush until it's time to open it. And then she knows exactly what she got. I mean, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't fly with me. Well, can't you get her that thing? that she wants and then get her something else that is a, a surprise or another well, couple of things. We, we, we allot, you know, we're allowing ourselves this year a budget of X amount of dollars. So if that one thing costs that entire amount, you know, but, oh, so I then see. What? So what, what, like you, you decide to go extra, but you can't do it. So you sell something to get her hair clips for her hair and she sold her hair because she wants to buy something, so it doesn't quite work out. <laughs> no, like say we have a $300 budget. Okay, we're going to spend $300 on each other. Uh-huh. And the purse she wants costs $299. She's pretty much getting the purse. Yeah, but can't you get it? Well, then put a dollar in the purse. Go, see? Here. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, we just had an awkward email exchange. You and your wife just now during the show? Yes, just now during the show in real time. Because I said, look, she's, cause she's like, I said, I'm doing the show. Hey, I'm doing the show here. Yeah. She's like, and then I got the, the, the email laced with guilt saying, well, I hope they're still there when the show's over. Oh, no. Wow. And so I wrote, you just buy the purse then. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, you can't do that. But then she wrote, I wanted you to pick it for me. And I said, what difference does it make? You gave me a choice of like one purse. What, what's the pick? Well, maybe you pick the color. Do they come in different colors or maybe straps? You won't. Oh, no. Bobbles? I tried that one. I, I suggested getting her a purse that was purple and she lost her mind. I want a black purse. But yeah, you can't. The purple doesn't go with very many things. You can't really get her a purple purse. Yeah. Right? Well, I guess not. But at any rate, so now, yeah, now she's upset with me. Now I can pick my own acting classes. Oh, great. So, See? 
See, this is the holidays. This is the, how the holidays actually play out. Yeah. When people don't get what they want, when they want, and we're not even, this is, it's December 2nd, am I correct? It's not even December yet. It's November 29th. Okay, there we go. <laughs> we're not even in December, and look at the, the mania that the holiday season is already starting to cause in the House of Duvet. Yeah. See, but the, you're falling into the same trap that many fall into, and what happens to me usually is right around Thanksgiving, I think, I should order this stuff so it gets delivered on time. And I do uh -huh. all my ordering, and it's there in two days, right? It shows up immediately. And then by the first week in December, I have all my Christmas shopping done. And then a week or two before Christmas, I think, wow, did I get enough stuff? Did I get something for my nephew? I don't remember. And then I end up buying other things. And I'm like, then I open up my closet, and I go, oh, shit. I, now I've got two things for my nephew. So I end up keeping the Ooh. Lego for myself. Nice. Yeah, Good one. Yeah. Good one. Well, you know, part of the holiday fun is shopping for yourself as well. Yeah. I just bought myself a magazine subscription yesterday. That, that's fun. Isn't Ooh. It? Right, yeah. Are you at liberty to discuss what magazine, not a sponsor? Uh, I got Skeptic Magazine. I have no idea. There is such a thing, but it does make entirely perfect sense that you would have Skeptic Magazine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Three years of Is it an actual magazine? Like, uh, with the uh, actual paper and a cover and advertising and all that? Yeah, yeah, I like an actual magazine over uh, over a digital form because I have um, I don't have a tablet, which I think is mm -hmm. the way to go when you're reading magazines. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I could have gotten the digital edition, but I don't think I'd ever read it. I think I would have I think I prefer having the actual paper. That way I can carry it in my back pocket and go to the pictures and read it and sit on the toilet and read mm -hmm. it, that kind of thing. The toilet. <laughs> yeah, you know what I've been doing? There's a used bookstore right around the corner for me and um and, and 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 by the way, listener, this is not to suggest that my wife is is an ogre and unreasonable. I just think the holiday season makes people a little bit nutty. Um, but she is a devout Kindle um, fan. She loves the Kindle, mm -hmm. and, and she reads. I, I'm impressed. She can read books. She easily laps me three times over when it comes to reading a book. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm still working on the same book I've been working on all summer long. She's already read four books. Yeah, you never finished Beat to Quarters either, which I believe I gave you for Christmas about 10 years ago. No. Yeah, it's still sitting in there and I see it in my bookshelf. It's a good I like to have certain books in the bookshelf too just because whether I've read them or not, it gives the appearance that I might have read them. Right. And uh, and that's, uh, I think, you know, reflects on me. But So this bookstore around the corner, I've, I've been buying like used paperbacks for – you know, a buck here, three dollars there, and which is great. You know, I am accruing more stuff, which I probably don't need. But I do. There's something about having the physical copy of the book out on display that I really enjoy. Yeah, I agree. And you, I can loan people books. Books, yeah. And then they say things like, "I got this great book from my friend Jason." Yeah, thanks, Rob. Aw, can I pick it out though? Any. any. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Tell me what to read. Yes, <laughs> I will. No, I, I do want to read the Horatio Hornblower one. I'm not ignoring that book. I think I started it at one point. With books with me, I have to be in the right space in order to get through them because I do read very slowly and I do stretch out the reading over a long period of time. Yeah, maybe this will help you 
read Horatio Hornblower. First of all, as I told you at the time, you got to get through at least chapter 11. If you get through chapter okay. 11 and you're not entirely hooked, then you can put it down because things things go go in a really extraordinary direction right around chapter 11. But a good way Fair to think enough. about it is that Star Trek was originally conceived by Gene Roddenberry as Horatio Hornblower in space. So if you okay. can imagine... Uh, Shatner, William Shatner, as James T. Kirk yes. playing Horatio Hornblower, then perhaps that'll give you a little more inkling. And, and kind of like pic- uh, you know, picture it as a space adventure you know, as opposed to a ship adventure maybe or something like that. And you know what a fan I am of uh, William Shatner's. I know. I called you at work the other day and you were uh, prepping the bar and you said, well, I got to go. I got to I gotta finish cleaning up and watch Hooker. Yeah, it's great. I've been doing this thing. I'm trying to start this thing. Nobody comes into my bar in the daytime until about like happy hour, which is, you know, well, we are, our happy hour goes from two to eight. So two in the afternoon to eight PM. But really, I'm there to receive deliveries mostly and do little like, you know, cleaning and odds and ends, changing of light, light bulbs, things like that until about five o'clock when people actually start coming in. So what I want to do. As a way to entice people to come in sooner is there's this channel out here. I think I told you about this. It's like it might as well be called Hooker TV. It's on all the time, TJ Hooker. And there's also – I found an alternate channel that seems to be showing a inordinate amount of Walker, Texas Ranger, another one of my favorite shows, <laughs> starring friend of the show Chuck Norris. My friend Marco Sanchez was on Walker, Texas Ranger for a I couple saw, of I've seen that episode. I've seen that episode before. Good. Nice. Great work. Great work, Marco. Um, so what I want to do is have people come into the bar while either Walker or Hooker is on, have the sound off on the screen. So all we're seeing is the, the action play out. And then we, as you know, bar patrons sitting around watching the show, make up our own dialogue. There you go. That sounds like a fun bar game. Well, that'd be kind of fun, right? You know, like. You know, it'd be very, it's very easy to do with those old, uh, shows too, because it's like, there's a lot of like one shots and two shots where, you know, you just get a face and you can just imagine what they might be saying. Yeah. So I'm trying to do that. Okay. Trying hard. You hear me, New York? <laughs> Coming to the bar, Fontana's 105 Elder Street between Grand and Broom. And you can write your episode of TJ Hooker or Walker, Texas Ranger. Speaking of. Action! Did you? I just read in my local entertainment uh, magazine that They Live just got a Blu-ray release. Oh, that's classic! You know, there's a whole bunch of They Live T-shirts out there, and one of them is fabulous. It has the kind of the guy in the suit with the you know how the face is revealed when you have the glasses on. Yes. And so it has the guy in the suit, and then the the creepy face, and. It has all the slogans that, you know, the advertising slogans. And one, one of the shirts simply says, I think it says just consume. And I think <laughs> as a bartender, that would just be a great shirt to wear behind the bar. <laughs> I think it says obey and consume, I think is what it says. And that would be the, the ultimate because that's all I want people to do. <laughs> I think you should check into that. Maybe that can be on your X surprise Christmas morning when that shows up. I will. Maybe I will. Well, I don't know. I have no idea what state I'm in, even with the wife, because the last one was like, you you pick out your acting class, and I'll buy this purse, and then we're done. And I'm like, that's not really the desired, you know, that wasn't my idea of the holidays. No. 
but you're you're no. you're, you're you're set on taking an acting class. This is the first I've heard of this. <laughs> Not set on taking. I'm considering. I'm thinking. I don't need any real physical thing like a. Uh, an instrument or a clothing or anything right now. And I think what I would like to have is an experience. And I was kicking around the idea of either doing like a, an acting class or an improv class or maybe a, uh, like a writing thing. So I'm trying to, you know, figure out what, what I think would be best. And that way I, it's stretched out over like, you know, six weeks. Yeah. I Did think I acting you? class is a, yeah. I, well, I think, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. I you, it sounded like you were going to say some more there, but I guess you weren't. <laughs> uh, no. Hey, Jace. Yeah, Rob. Ask me if we have any news. Yes, we surely do. I love the news, and it's been so long. Great. Uh, so hit me up with some news. This is fresh, man. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Like the fresh Prince of Berlin. You know, by the way, last night, trivia night at the bar, and I couldn't play because I was bartending. Yeah. But, oh, I would have won. I would individually. My one team of me would have won trivia last night. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what, so, what was the, about what this? the questions? No, tell me. Tell me some uh, There's news. a bunch of questions. One of the questions that people didn't get was, uh, you know, in Bill and Ted's bogus, is it the second one is the bogus journey? Yes. So in there, there's a, you know, there's the, the, the deities, I guess, the gods that right. they go and see. Mm-hmm. And one of them is Jim Martin. Do you know who Jim Martin is? Uh, football player? We, we used to, no, we used to call him Freakazoid. Mm, yeah. No, Guitar no. player for a band. For, uh. Anyways. Yeah. No. He was a guitar player for Faith No More. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. He's in that movie. I knew that question, which people didn't get. There's a bunch of, uh, there's a song round. People bombed the song round and it was like Carpenter's songs. It was, uh, it was very, very, uh, it was, it was a, a good round for me. I would have won. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's enough. I don't know that. All right. We got to talk about this serious business. Okay. And then this might even, we, we haven't talked about any of this. So I got to ask you a few questions in relation to this. But did you know? Mm-hmm. That friend of the show, Lindsay Lohan, was arrested just hours ago, really, for fighting in NYC, at an NYC nightclub. No, I did not know that. It was somebody harping on her for her performance in Liz and Dick. Well, that's what I want to get to. But basically, the gist of this story is uh, Lindsay Lohan is in hot water again. The troubled starlet, 26, was arrested early this morning after getting into a fight at a New York City nightclub. Lilo was at a club, Avenue, that's the name of the club, in Manhattan, and after exchanging words with a fellow club goer, she punched Tiffany Eve Mitchell, 28, causing bruising and swelling to the victim's face, cops said. Cops Mitchell, said. her husband, another group couple were sitting in the VIP section, separate from Loan's group, when a fight broke out nearby. Don't you love these clubs, these high-end, get-dressed-up, go-to-the-club clubs, and fights are always breaking out? Isn't it funny? They're throwing bottles above. Yeah, I don't know. It's like ordering your own Christmas gift. Why would you pay so much just to fight? Maybe that's part of the allure, though. Yeah, I guess so. It's a controlled environment, maybe. Uh, both women stood up to watch, and then I guess they bumped into each other accidentally. Words were exchanged, and then Lohan apparently left and then came back and punched the chick in the face, which I can only ma- guess what words were exchanged. I'm sure the woman that got punched in the face probably said some things and i'm guessing if she said anything it was probably about 
Lohan's performance in Liz and Dick. Did you watch it? Tell me you watched it. I did not watch it. I'm hoping that she said, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf now? (laughs) Have you seen any, like, highlights from it? I've seen none of it. And part of me really wanted to tune in and watch it. But the, the more sensible part of me really decided that it would be best if I didn't. Reba! Get Jason a copy of Liz and Dick! <sighs> Maybe it'll show up as a screener here in the uh, awards season. It's, uh, I guess by standards, Lifetime standards, which it aired on the Lifetime Network, it really kind of bombed. I mean, it, it got like three and a half million viewers, which I, I would imagine isn't bad for a small network. But uh, they were thinking it was going to be the biggest, the, the most viewed movie of theirs of all time. And it came in fourth. Much like our friend, listener of the show, Ron Liu. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Random. Inside joke. That's for you, listener, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, poor Lindsay. Not only is she... I, I, I'm going to go on record and say it, Jace. She's not a good actress. Well, not anymore. I think she's entirely out of practice. She used to be good. She sounded like she's supposed to play Elizabeth Taylor... And she basically was Lindsay Lohan in costume the whole time. You know, it felt like one of those, um, uh, like, v- uh, Vanity Fair or Vogue, like, pictorials come to life, you know, where she's, like, conjuring Elizabeth Taylor mm-hmm. in fashion only. Yeah. But then she had, like, this gravelly, I've been chewing on Marlboro's voice going on. And... Just this really like it, it was just like the most flat performance ever, and she never quite settled on an accent. Well, the important question, I suppose, uh, was how is how were her boobs? They're not. They were impressive, of course, but they 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 you know even her boobs couldn't act her way out of this one. The, the guy I liked was the guy who played Dick, Richard Burton, and I don't know the actor's name, but he really went for like a over the top like rendition of Burton. Like he had the the voice, the commanding voice, you know. And the only thing was is he was just too good looking to ever look run down from boozing, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, but as far as his actual performance went, I, I enjoyed it. Like his barbs were very sharp and very, you know, stagey in theater. Her, she just seemed like completely like phoning it in. You're pretty much saying what I heard the reviews say that it wasn't bad enough to be enjoyably bad, but it wasn't good enough to be good. And she's just, she is not Liz Taylor at all. No, not at all. And yeah, I, and I I get that kind of assessment of it because sometimes I enjoy, like, say, a movie like They Live, yeah. which is so over the top in how campy and bad it is that you know you love it. It's the it's the kind of like when you get caught in between, that's where you get in trouble. Well, that's what uh, listener Dennis has said that he he'll watch a three star movie and he'll watch a one star movie, but he won't watch a two star movie. That's a that's a that's a very good uh good barometer, I think. Yeah, there you go. There were in two buildings down here in Los Angeles. Uh, one was probably is probably about twenty stories high. The other is well, probably about the same, about twenty stories high, but a little wider. And both of them had mm-hmm. the entire side of the building with that uh, Lindsay Lohan at, dressed as Liz Taylor. 
picture, you know, promoting this film. Mm. Wow. I, I, I suspect this is just uh, another blow to her career along with this arrest. And apparently I'm, I'm reading on TMZ now that the, file, the charges are going to be filed and that, you know, she she lied and tried to pin the, uh, the this car car accident thing on her assistant. And they're going to get her for that, too. It's uh, I, I don't have any more. I, I think my reservoir of sympathy for Lindsay Lohan is, is officially run up. Yeah. Run dry. So you're going to say that this is not a. Absolutely not a. I think she is just on the fast track to, you know, destruction. Yeah, I agree. And, and it's and I don't want to accept that uh, well, she was a very talented actress because I don't know that she had a, enough of a career to really establish that. Uh, no, you know, it's hard to go. Freaky by the Friday, yeah. Herbie the Love Bug. Are these the movies we're basing it on? Well, yeah, but she was she was also in a she like start she was in Mean Girls. I mean, that was sort of her. Oh, she's she's no longer a teen star. She's actually, I mean, a child star. She's actually looks like she's going to grow into a, a good actress. And then she was in that. Um, yeah, but have you watched? Have you watched Mean Girls? I watched it recently just to see what all the hubbub was. Yeah. And quite honestly, her performance in that movie isn't that great. I think the reason it's everybody kind of a, started paying attention to her is that role. she was hot. Like she was a little girl who uh. got hot in Mean Girls, and Tina Fey wrote a really fun screenplay. Yes. Okay, I'll accept that. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I just can't believe though. After all of this stuff and all the, you know the, the, how precarious her freedom is, that she goes and punches a chick in the face. I just can't believe she doesn't have good management or good handlers. I know her publicist uh, quit, uh, so you know I don't know. She just uh, she's there's yeah. just got to be something going on in her that is just un unmanageable. I think she's batshit crazy. I really do. All right. Well, that might be. It. I, I think she's a, a a drug addict, and she's batshit crazy, and she comes from a whole line of crazy, and uh, there's no there's no learning from it. That's I, and that's maybe to a, a wider issue. Maybe Lindsay speaks of. I feel like we're living in this age, and maybe it's generation specific, where people don't learn feel the need to have to learn lessons or learn anything from any experience whatsoever mm, yeah they, they 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 they'll give lip service to the thing that like you know like it happened on our show survivor which i hope to get to later mm, um mm, mm. where that 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 crazy chick abby said you know oh i i i learn i every day i treat as a learning experience and i learn every day but you don't learn every day if your reaction to what you learn is to be the exact same way that you are every day. Yeah, true. She's she's a good you know example. What I mean? Perhaps she's what Lindsay Lohan is like. I, I think so. I think th there's a similar quality to both of them. It's this, this idea. Like it's – with with that Abby, which I guess we should just wait to wait till we get to the survivor segment. So let, we'll wait. That's a tease. Good tease. Um, let's let's move on. I I I have another news story. Is that cool? Can I give you another another? News uh, story? yeah. Let me just say one other thing on the Lohan front. Yeah. Do you think do. that when she finally succumbs to her addictions and shuffles off this mortal coil, that mm. she will be? Afforded the accolades of praise that, say, Whitney Houston or Amy Winehouse got 
or Heath Ledger got when they died their untimely death, or has she passed that expiration point? Will she be more like Anna Nicole Smith? Hmm. I think she might fall in the... I think she's going to be viewed as more tragic somehow than Anna Nicole Smith. Okay. Oh, by the way, uh, update on the uh, gift front. Oh. My wife did, in fact, go and purchase <laughs> the exact pers- purse that she wanted. Good for you. <laughs> with a yes, with a uh, a note that says "Happy Wife." You can still put it under the tree, like I told you. <laughs> Great! Wow, you are so good at this, Rob. Maybe that's what all the silence was. I thought there was awkward silences because I was supposed to be saying things, but in truth, you were being pussy whipped. Oh, uh, how I I stood my ground, man. <laughs> I didn't do anything. A solid 20 minutes you stood your ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, buy it if you're going to buy it. And she did, clearly. So, whatever. Uh, there you go. All right. Uh, nice. For, for another shot. That's one less gift I have to do. <laughs> so, yeah, what do you think? Do you think she's going to be um, viewed as tragic and owe the potential like an Amy Winehouse? Or do you feel like she's just going to kind of be in a footnote uh i well you know what i the thing about amy winehouse is she was she was viewed as traffic around tragic around that time but i don't hear anything about amy winehouse anymore do you no no i uh, yeah that's that's so true because it was she was the, the most popular train wreck for a while and then her train actually wrecked and there was like a, a little bit of an outpouring and a you know a tribute here and a tribute there. And you're right. Now it's all about that Adele. Yeah, exactly. See, nobody cares about him. It's not like Whitney Houston, who you see, see, you still see things about her daughter and the rag mags and stuff like that. Oh yeah, her daughter in the news too. By the way, her daughter's boyfriend just got arrested for something or other. I, I I couldn't even be bothered to read what it was about because it's just again that's just another train waiting to go off the tracks right okay so i'm gonna say in all shapes and senses of the word this is not a yes the colossal not a all right well what's in other news hey man are you a starbucks guy uh not really i've been to starbucks but i'm more of a pete's not sponsor coffee guy okay well, Starbucks not a sponsor. Just unrolled their their latest and greatest, uh, you know, coffee um, product. We'll call it that. Okay. How much would you pay for a cup of coffee, Jace? I would pay cup of coffee. Well, cup of coffee, sixteen ounces. Okay. In a cup. Uh, all right. Well, is this okay? Well, uh, when I go buy coffee, if I'm at a coffee joint. Um, I will pay uh-huh. as much as two and a quarter for a coffee. I think that's okay. extravagant for coffee, but they do give you refills. Um, I think at a regular place, I would pay less than two bucks. Maybe a buck seventy-five is probably my threshold for a reasonable cup of coffee. Okay, okay. So, but we'll say on the high end, two twenty-five with refills. Yeah. Uh, baseline one seventy-five. Yeah, well, I just get straight up coffee. I don't get any stuff in it. I don't get any squirty. I don't get any. Any anything in my coffee, just black, black coffee. I like that, man. That's cowboy shit right there. Yeah, that's home on the range. Yeah. <laughs> so you wouldn't be interested in Starbucks' new Geisha coffee, seven dollars a cup. Does it come with a beautiful Japanese woman? 
<laughs> with boxed feet? <laughs> Seven bucks? What does it come with? Does it park my car? It is, is a Costa Rican blend, and it goes for $40 for a half-pound bag. $40 a half-pound bag! You know, I went $7 a cup. to Costa Rica. I've been to Costa Rica. I've been. Should have got some coffee, yeah. I went to a coffee plantation in Costa Rica and bought bags of coffee and brought them back home. And. You were a coffee mule? I was a coffee mule. I wrapped it up and <laughs> stuck it in my sphincter. And, uh, it was good. I mean, it wasn't. I don't remember what I paid for it. This was uh, about almost 20 years ago. Everything happened almost 20 years ago. My, my, the best Christmas present ever. Muling coffee from Costa Rica, uh, buying you the Horatio Hornblower book. All of that happened a long time ago. <laughs> but uh, is it just coffee? Like if I went in and said coffee, black, yeehaw, and they served this a sixteen ounce coffee to me, would I have to pay seven dollars, or does it come with mocha? No, this, you'd have to request. I think the special, you know. Give me the good stuff. Give me the geisha. You'd have to request this this particular type of coffee, but uh, uh, here's again my other issue with lessons learned in this nation. That was quite a noise. Didn't we just have a whole? <laughs> didn't we just have a whole financial collapse? Aren't we on the verge of another fiscal cliff? That's what I hear. Right. Yeah. And so the idea that. A large corporation can be rolling out $7 cups of coffee in the face of such, you know, frightening consequences to overspending, let's just say, right? That they can market a $7 cup of coffee and then have some excitement generated around it, have people actually waiting in line to buy said coffee. Doesn't that speak to the fact that we just don't fucking care about anything anymore. Well, no, people don't care about anything substantial anymore. People care about entertainment and luxury. That's that's all it's about now. I mean, at least the purse that your your wife got you to get her for Christmas. Yes, is uh is practical. You mean the purse she got herself, <laughs> and that I am going to be attached to? Yes, exactly. At least that ha- serves a yeah. function, and it has a durability. And she, it's it's not only fashionable, but it's functional, right? I mean, she can yes. use that purse, and she can use it for many, many years. Uh, most things um, are, that people get nowadays don't. People sitting and waiting in line uh, in front of Best Buy for a week so they can get in there and get a TV. You bring that TV home, and you turn it on, and the, it's the exact same the exact same shows on it that were on your old TV. I mean, maybe they look a little better, but they're the same. Like, I don't have a tablet, for example. Uh, mm-hmm. because I don't need to play Angry Birds on a larger screen. I don't actually need to play Angry Birds at all. Just about everything yes. that I can do on an iPhone or an iPod, just about everything is not really important. This new Windows 8 that came out, I, I got Windows 8. I was able to get it for mm-hmm. 15 bucks because I bought my daughter a computer, so they... Uh, they gave me a, a special, so I was able to download it for, for 15 bucks. And I thought, great, I'm going to install the new Windows 8. And I looked at it, and all it does is it makes my computer easier for me to see the weather, music, my Facebook updates, 
Like, it makes it all right there, convenient for me on my front page. Well, that's all the stuff that I do when I don't have anything to do. Why do I want that to be the thing that is the forefront of what I'm doing? And I think that's what the, what's happening with people nowadays, is all the things that you do when you don't have anything to do are the things that people do all the time now. Talk on the phone, play Angry Birds, read their Kindle, yes. um, play bar games, buy $7 cups of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> preach brother preach <laughs> but it's i mean think about it what 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 can you do on an iphone okay yes i i like having traffic on my iphone i like being able to see what the traffic is like before i get in my car that's convenient i like being able to make phone yes. calls uh when i'm trapped and i'm running late or to text someone when i'm running late that's that's great but i can do all of that from my regular phone i don't need to to have access to my music all the time. That seems like such a big deal. There's these commercials that I saw all the time yeah. in during the World Series where, hey, I can just touch my phones together and I can share a playlist with you. Big fucking deal. Ooh, I can get a playlist from you. Wow, that's like giving me a mixtape. <laughs> hey, here you go, I made you a mixtape. Wow, great, I'll listen to this when I'm not doing anything else. Who cares about sharing a playlist? Oh, yeah, okay. I got my Galaxy instead of my iPhone. It's a better phone because I can share music. Wow. Oh, I love it. I had a funny exchange on the street. I thought it was quite funny. I don't know how the other person felt, but they were – you know, you, I know you see this because this is everywhere now. People walking, head just fixed down on their PDF texting whoever they're texting or playing Angry Birds or whatever they're doing intently as they're walking down a crowded street, right? Yeah. And – I don't know that they see me, really. They're not giving me any indication that they see me or my dog that I happen to be walking. So I'll either like, you know, as they approach, I'll just stop, right, stand right in front of them, and then it forces them to kind of look up, and then they don't know what to do. For, oddly enough, that, that seems to work every time. Like if you just stop in front of somebody, they have no idea what to do. <laughs> they get really confused and flustered. Or I'll be like, hey. And so on your right, you I, should do that like you're skiing. This, on your right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on your right. <laughs> this girl's walking headlong to me, face buried in uh, her phone, tapping away furiously. And I, I went like, I went, hey, and she looked up and she went, ah. you know. <laughs> and I'm like, and I looked at her. I'm like, going, I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you from playing on your toy. Right. That's. And she looked at me, and her reply was. It's a smartphone. And I looked at her and I said, then you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, only idiots need phones that are smart. <laughs> I was just like, I can't believe it. She got annoyed with me because she was going to walk right into me and my dog. That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, and I thought the comeback was so strange on her behalf to say, it's a smartphone. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, Oh, old man. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing some computing. <laughs> Your office is everywhere. I forgot we live in an age where you can work from everywhere. Send me a playlist on your smartphone. <laughs> I wish there was a way to capture more so than the people who are walking around with their face buried in the in their phone. I wish there was a way to capture that nighttime uh, smartphone face, oh. the glow. Yes, with the glow. Yeah. The glow is. Yeah, that's a special, special thing. Maybe you can find that. That could be the cover of this week's episode is somebody with that glow staring back All at All right. Me. I'll, I'll, I'll have, let one of the interns look for that. 
Interns! Interns. Get busy! Jason commands you! Oh, God, there was something um, else you were making me think of when you were talking about the person walking down the street. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Well, it might come to me. We'll see. It's all right. Well, okay, so uh, I don't remember what the story was, but was it a... <laughs> oh, no. This is not a... Okay. Seven, $7 cup of coffee. That's the story. Oh, right. Yes, the $7 cup of coffee. Right. Okay. Phew. Boy. And why is it called the Geisha? I don't understand Geisha and Costa Rica connection. I don't either. Yeah, me neither. It doesn't really say. I'm not even going to read further because it will just annoy me further. You remember listener Al used to say he had this whole little bit he would do where he'd say, I'm going to go to Lions and get me a cup of red hot cup of coffee. (laughs) No, I don't remember that. I bet you Lions didn't charge $7. No, you'd get a cup of coffee for like 50 cents or so. Yeah, and it was unlimited refills. Yeah, and that little tiny ceramic mug. Yeah, exactly. Right? If you have a little tiny ceramic mug, you're going to give a lot of refills away. Yeah. Just, that's just the way it is. You know? That's just the way it is. All right, is there so, any more what, news or have we covered Let news? me see. Let me see. We might have – oh, just well, this is maybe uh, two quickies. This first one, a game. You can play a game with this one, but not the game, a different game. All this right, we'll, we'll play this game. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. That'll loosen up the old bowels? synapses. Oh, right. Synapses. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I always think okay. about bowels. I just came across this um, on the Huffington Post, and it said, what's the best age to have a baby? Um, so let's play the game. You guess. I'll tell you if you're right. 27. Interesting. Let's 16. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, you want to know? Interesting. Huh. The best age, according to this, is 32. Uh, 32. Yeah, that seems kind of old to me, doesn't it? It does, because then you're going to be 42 when they're 10, and you're going to be 52 yeah. when they're 20, and you're going to be dead when they're 30. <laughs> Just simple math. I know. Come on. Do the math, people. That's what – what do you have an app on your smartphone for that? <laughs> you know what's funny about that, what I'm noticing, and it's probably a regional thing. I think being out where you are uh, in the southwest of uh, you know Los Angeles. Let's just call it what it is, Los Angeles. All right. And me being out here in uh, you know, Gotham. Yep. Um, we're in like cities, and I think people tend to wait. And have uh, children later in life, mm-hmm. but I I'm, I have a you know a, a cadre of, of friends that I'm cultivating in uh, Nashville area, which is the South, and uh, and in Texas, and they are getting they get married much younger, like in their early twenties. Yeah, right. What right off, I, uh, right off the football field, right? Don't they come off the football field and get married to their cheerleader sweetie? Exactly. That exactly. That's exactly what happens. Even those that don't play football. Yeah, well, everyone's at the game. Um, but no, they they tend to get married. It seems younger in the in the that, those parts of the country, and I would imagine have kids younger. Mm-hmm. Which I thought it was always that's the way biology and and you know the the human reproductive system worked is that you know uh, you 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 know you had your kids early. So that you were younger and they were healthier and, you know, you had more time with them, I suppose. Tell me more about the human reproductive system, Rob. 
<laughs> the fallopian tubes connected to the clitoris. <laughs> oh, that can't be right. We're going to get letters. <laughs> get ready, interns. Yes, what to visit at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that's that's ter- the vast difference is connected to the pee hole. Okay, good game. Is there another <laughs> story? One last, <laughs> one last. This is a uh, like an update. Oh, uh, okay. um, you know we've been on this. I think at WDS at uh, this show, the What Do They Said show, we probably broke this story. Yeah, probably. And by break, by break, I mean I saw it in Gawker. And and started reporting on it here. So right. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll let Gawker break the story, but we've been hammering this story home. You know, bath salts are going crazy in Portugal now. The government has to crack down on them. Wow, I can't believe bath salts are in Portugal now, and the government's going crazy cracking down on them. Yeah, isn't it crazy? Bath salts, man, is like the drug the of choice now for. You know, people, I guess, that need bath salts. Bath salts. Would you ever? They're not bath salts. I I, I finally learned. I thought there was an actual product that you would find at, like, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond or, you know, Crate & Barrel. Right. Well, it's it's like horse isn't actually made from horses. Exactly. Yes. This is like a synthetic kind of, like, PCP, essentially. Yeah. Pot isn't made from pots. Good point. Thank you. There you go. Um, yeah, so I just want you to know that the, the basalt pandemic. And they're going to start is, eating uh, your we, face. They're going to start eating the face of your homeless. <laughs> anyway, we can move on. Should we move on and should we discuss the show? Yes, let's do it. What do you think? The only about show? The, uh, yes, this show. Well, it might as well. <laughs> might as well be this show. Nice medley. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking. All right, guys, Jason, ready. I'm thinking that Carter has a chance to win it all. I'd be happy with that. I enjoy the way Carter's played. I was like a nice guy show. too. Yeah, I always forget he's on the show though. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't say anything. He just like sneakily wins things. Yeah. But, yeah. You know what? Carter too has. Uh, the the leanest the least uh the least body fat of anybody on the show yeah I've also noticed yeah yeah so um what uh, what's your take you, on wait let, yeah. let's just really quickly were you bummed to see Penner go because I kind of was uh, I was bummed to see Penner go but I'm I have to say in a in a twisted way I'm happy that Abby Maria is still there because I like having someone to root against. True. I never rooted against Penner, though. I was rooting for him because I like his brand of gamesmanship. He is a, he, he's, he's a scrapper. He's very smart. And, uh, he makes compelling arguments. You know, he can't help the fact that he's been asked to be on the show a third time. And sure, there's a huge target, but that makes it all the more impressive that he lasted as long as he did. Yeah, that struck me as they were standing there for the immunity challenge yesterday and the scooping's all. It's a one in six chance. And I went, wait a minute, two of these people have played Survivor before and they're still there. How is that possible that they're still there? Yeah. Yeah, honestly. I mean, but yeah, so Penner, I thought he made a very compelling argument with regards to 
uh, it would make sense to have him or Stupin. Is it Scoopin or Stupin? Scoopin. It makes sense to have those guys there because you could easily say, well, I'm not going to give them the money because they've already been on the show and they had their chance. Yeah, but you know what, though? It, he made a, a good argument. Take me and horrible Abby Maria and Carter with you. But that's I think Carter would be the winner in that scenario mm-hmm. um, uh, or Penner. But, you know, it's the the thing about Lisa is that. She's like so endearing and sweet. Like as as much as she's like twisted and turned and and betrayed people, she's been like so open. You got to believe that Penner will vote for Lisa to win when mm-hmm. he's on the jury because as much as she like voted him out, she stuck to her guns and he's not upset with her. Yeah, no, I didn't get the impression that he was upset with her. I liked his little uh, whistle and song and dance at the end. <laughs> that was a little ridiculous. When and he took him his telling everybody to, him every, telling everybody to suck eggs. I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> that he announced who he was voting for. Denise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was that was really great too. Um, <laughs> I am, if I'm rooting for anybody right now, it's probably Malcolm. It's probably Carter and maybe even Denise. I like Denise. I like Denise, but I, yeah. I also would like to see Lisa win just because that would be so funny. <laughs> if yeah. Lisa Welch. So nobody knows who she is except for Scoopin at this point? Yeah. Because Penner did, right? Penner did. Scoopin knows. I can't believe Denise doesn't know, but maybe she doesn't. And I thought for sure that uh, that that's what uh, Probst was digging for during Tribal Council when he was like, is this like anything else? In your life, huh? uh-huh. and I uh-huh. can't believe I thought so too. And I can't believe no one's outed her yet. But I think that's also. And I thought she. Might, I was almost thinking she might out herself right then and there. Yeah, because she's so like honest and godly, and like yes, I have to say that mm. I was a teen actress. I, it'll just be so interesting to see the reunion show when they come back from commercial and they're showing scenes from the Facts of Life, and everybody's uh-huh. like, "Ah, you, I knew all along." Ah. Yeah, I no, I don't think people. I don't. The younger kids don't seem to know at all. Well, Abby Maria doesn't seem to know anything. Oh my God! Can we just spend a little bit of time? Uh, she to me is is emblematic of what is wrong with a lot of people in in the world. What do you think of her argument that it's culture? I don't. I don't buy that. Here's what I think. Her who she is in real life. She is that same exact person that she is now, only she has friends. Hard it is for me to believe that she has friends. She has friends. And when you're acting like that and you I'm just I just speak real. I just tell I just say it how I see it. So I just bulldoze over people's feelings and I say really mean things. And then I have friends in my life that support me and like, well that's just you know, Abby Maria being, you know, outspoken and but when you remove yourself from that safety of having family and actual friends that like you and you put yourself in a situation where you're being judged completely by total strangers right yeah a cross section of you know the america or whatever people from all different walks of life have nothing invested in hating you to begin with and everybody's consensus is that you're an obnoxious terrible terrible human being with zero social skills that is not being ganged up on that is just being put to a vote yeah and that's how the vote pans out i hate that that defense that 
I'm just being honest when people say that. When mm-hmm. when the, when their honesty is that I hate you, you're an asshole. Well, I'm just being honest. It's like okay, well, but what does that mean? Like <laughs> that's not being honest. That's not honesty. I mean, sure, you may be honest about your feelings, but if you say I hate you, you're an asshole, and I come back and say, well, you're an asshole for saying that. You can't say, don't judge me. Why does everyone hate me? Why is everyone ganging up on me? I'm just being honest. Uh, well, because you're honestly telling me that you think I'm an idiot. You think I'm gullible. You think I'm. And I also hate when she sees, she says, well, you talk to me. And oh, someone talks to them, and then they say, now it's your turn to talk. I don't have anything to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, she is so annoying on so many levels. And I mean, I, I feel for Denise because Denise would be me, essentially. Yeah. Um, would be my – I would try to remain somehow above the fray, but there would be a certain point where I would just be like, look, in as nice a way as I can put it, you're a complete and total jerk. Yes. You're an asshole. That's what I, I would hate do you. too. I would too. I would just you be know? like, hey, I would just be like, nah, 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 nah. you know, like my little t- tirade about the smartphones. I would just start going, mm-hmm. going, 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 and you couldn't stop me because I would just be yeah. telling her what I thought. <laughs> and, and so I, I, didn't, I never felt like that people were being – overly mean to her even no everyone just tries to talk to her and she interrupts and she talks over them and then she says i don't have anything to say to you <laughs> yeah and if if her culture if if i'm to understand correctly then the, the culture in brazil is to be a complete like idiot when it comes to dealing with other people then maybe it is cultural i haven't been to brazil i haven't met enough brazilians yeah but she is so so but she's been like that from the very, very beginning of the show. Oh, thank you for not like, saying it from day one. I know, I know. I thought about it and I said no. But you know, <laughs> wasn't her and RC formed an early alliance, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. And she went completely crazy on RC. Right. And like, yeah, I mean, she's just a nut. She's a loo- I bet you in her real life, you do not – it's one of those people where you never know, which I don't understand these people, which person you're going to get. My wife actually has a – I think works with somebody that's like that where, you know, it depends on the day and that's the person you're going to get. Yeah, I know people like that. I I, I think that's so indulgent. (laughs) It is. She's uh, well, but then there's the gameplay, though. Do you want her in the final three? Because you can absolutely win against her. Yes. And that win she got last night, you know, that gave her immunity was really a cheap victory because everybody else had to be exhausted. Yeah. Oh, totally. Everyone Particularly Carter, you know, having to lug extra weight and everything else. And so all she had to do was untie knots. I know. That was the stupidest you know what I mean? challenge. With her little fingers. Yeah. With her little fingers. Like how come they didn't make her do what everybody else had just got through doing? Well, because she had an advantage. That's her advantage. Advantage, Abby Maria. Oh, God. And then I love her. Her, She must also think that she's got the biggest brain on the planet because she came up with it. There's two notes here, Jeff. <laughs> but I'm going to tear this up so no one sees yeah. what it says. <laughs> How are you with uh, Malcolm? Do you like Malcolm? I like Malcolm. I'd be happy if Malcolm won. Uh, I just... He seems like the kind of guy that I could definitely – I if he was bartending at a local bar, he would be the guy I would probably you know go and see. Yeah, he seems super nice. The, my only uh, 
my only thing about Malcolm winning or even Denise winning is that that's what I they're likable and uh, they deserve it. So it's not all that interesting television. Um, that's why I would like Lisa to win because she's because that would be like, a, you know, kind of ridiculous to me. And I love the ridiculous. Yes, I know you love the ridiculous. That's why that's why we do this show. That's right. Uh, um, um, uh, uh. <laughs> what, what else are you noticing about this particular game of Survivor? It's been very good. This has been a very good Survivor season, and I'm glad I chose to stick with it and not... Like, this season was going to be the one that I was going to give up and not watch Survivor anymore, and this has been excellent. An excellent all around. Every week has been a good week. Every episode's been a good You episode. think it's because of the tweaks to the show or the casting? Uh, I think it's the casting, and I think it's also that finally these people who have seen a lot of Survivor are actually... Uh, reaping the benefits of having seen so many episodes of Survivor that they they finally overcome that hurdle that was plaguing so many of the previous seasons of people who watched Survivor but didn't quite know how to work it. And I also like that they got rid of things like Redemption Island and the Medallion of Power and all that. Well, you didn't of- like any of that stuff, no? No, it's just like it. I like the fact that they compete. They have a reward challenge. They have a... Uh, immunity challenge and then you're voted out like you know last night when they when uh, abby maria won immunity and he says one of you six one of you seven is going home tonight then it was like yeah mm-hmm. one of these seven is going home they're not going to redemption island penner's done he is on the jury that's it he's not yeah, coming back yeah. you know that's true it does because they're they, it was just kind of it was prolonging the inevitable yeah yeah yeah, no, I agree. I think it's been a great season. And to juxtapose it to uh, The Amazing Race, which I still am kind of like checking in on. I wouldn't say that I'm watching it every week, but I will watch episodes. Um, that hasn't been a very good season. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been – that that show feels to me like it's lost a little bit. That the, the, They're going back to old challenges, you know, or, or whatever they call them in that show. Um there's also not really likable people mm. or people that are kind of just so bland that you, you know, oh, they seem nice. It would be okay if they won a million dollars. But nothing really compelling about it. Yeah, I gave up on The Amazing Race several seasons ago and I don't miss it. And I, and I, and I love Phil still. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If Phil and uh, Probes could find a way to do a show together, that would be perfect for me. Shirtless. <laughs> Shirts on. Okay. Um, but yeah, but no, I, I agree with you with Survivor. It's been very good. I, I enjoy watching it. And, uh, I, at this point, every, anybody but Abby Maria, is that, if that's her name. Yeah. Um, I, I would be happy with winning. All right. Good. Well, we, uh, we'll, uh, lock that in as your vote. And, uh, okay. we'll see if that prediction comes true. <laughs> as my votes? Yes. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I think I've had enough uh, being dazed and conflicted. What is it called now? <laughs> okay. Then I have two. Okay. <laughs> what do you got going on this What's weekend? What's going on? Rob? No, I asked you first. I asked you first. I asked you first. Okay. Okay. Uh, actually, very excited for this weekend because dear friend of mine, listener JMO, is coming out. Um, today's Thursday, right? Wow. He's coming out tomorrow. Oh, you get to and, see the last uh, day of his Movember mustache. 
Oh, that's true. And he looks great. He, he's one of those guys that was meant to have a, a Movember mustache. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so he's going to come out here. So we're going to be fun. I get to show him around the, the big city here. He's never really been to New York. Uh, I got a really thrown, a really nice work schedule. I asked, you know, for a little bit of time off so I can, and I actually got a great work schedule. So I'll be able to spend plenty of time with him. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to do fun things, you know? He's not one to go see bands and do stuff like that. So I think we're just going to keep it more on the going out, eating. Uh, he loves to play pool. So maybe we'll go play pool somewhere. And, uh, yeah, I'll just show him the sights. Nice. You can take him out to the battery. Um, take him to the battery. Actually, I was thinking it might be kind of fun to go. I've never ice skated before in my life. Have you ever ice skated? I ice skated when I was wee. I used to go ice skating, but not since then. It's murder on the shins, just so you know. Is it really? Yeah. On the shins, huh? Yeah. It, well, have you rollerbladed before? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Ice skating is very similar to rollerblading. Or rather, huh, rollerblading is a lot similar to ice skating. Yeah, it's rough on the shins. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to do it necessarily and have to work like an eight-hour shift later. No. No, you wouldn't want to do that. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so what do you got going on this weekend? Uh, I've been meeting with uh, someone that I met at the Writers Conference back in September. I have scheduled meetings Ooh. with her every two weeks on Saturday, and we pass back and forth uh, what we're writing, and we uh, – give notes and discuss and get ideas on how to do things next. So I'll be meeting with her Saturday morning. Uh, nice. So that, so some, some good came out of that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also got interest from an agent from that experience. I just need to rewrite my book and oh. send her the manuscript. So I just got to, got to get that going. That's exciting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. And then uh, I have a couple of dates this weekend, Rob. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Where are you taking the dates? Don't take them to Starbucks and try to impress them by buying them a $7 cup of coffee. I was just going to bring it with me. It's just going to – as a gift, you know? That's how I roll? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, as a gift to give them. Here, have forty. Have a $40 half pound of coffee. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Here you go. Will you love me yeah, now? But then they're going to want that all the time, Jace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the time. Then they're going to wake up in the morning and say, hey, will you go get that great coffee you got me the first time we went out? Remember that great coffee? Yeah, that's right. You mean the one that made you my geisha? <laughs> uh, how about I unbox your feet and you go and get the coffee? Right. Yeah, exactly. I'll see you in – if you walk, I'll see you in about two hours. <laughs> So where are you going to take these dates? Well, the one gal lives in Long Beach and, you know, God help her. We call that Wrong Beach where I'm from, yo. Yeah, it's uh, – I am i don't really have my heart in it. Maybe, maybe I don't really have my heart in dating because my heart is elsewhere, but I'm mm. trying. I'm doing my best. Uh, Got to move gotta on. Got to do it. Got to move on. Yes. Uh, and then Sunday night, I don't know what I'm doing yet. I'm meeting a gal Sunday night who I'm actually quite fond of. I'm, I, she's not a Wrong Beach kind of person. We've been texting and talking, okay. but we haven't met in person, and that's always sort of the, the gauge because it's all this online stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. You can't only get so much of a sense, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I was texting and writing to this one girl, and we met last night. Uh, we actually met and had a milkshake at In-N-Out Burger. Um, it was very 50s sock hop of us. Um, and we were texting huh. and writing back and forth. And I met to, went to go meet her. And um, I don't know about you, but fluorescent lighting on a first date is not 
a friend. No, fluorescent lighting in general is not a friend. Yeah. But the also the the strange thing about the whole online dating thing is there's there's this the first date isn't really a date. It's a let's see if if you're actually who I think you are kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a meet for coffee, meet for I mean, you know, it's for me because I don't meet for drinks. It's a meet for coffee. It's a meet for a milkshake. It's like a let's spend a little bit of time together and see if there's actually any chemistry or connection. Um, and since I'm only only dipping my toe in the water right now, I'm still kind of like, uh-huh. you know, shattered. Um, like I will show up and I will be I, I'm a very critical <laughs> critical man i guess you could say <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> have a uh, a very um well whatever i went to go meet the gal last night and uh, we met at seven o'clock and i thought for sure we'd spend at least an hour an hour and a half talking based on our texting mm-hmm. and, and and whatever um and at seven thirty, she was like i'm you know my, i haven't i have to get my dog walker wasn't able to make it i i think i need to go and i was like uh okay um so i don't know if she was into me but maybe it was the vibe I was giving at. I don't know. I'll see. Eh, you know what? I think I think that was a. It was probably a mutual thing. Yeah. You know, you were probably giving off the vibe like, eh, and she was like, eh. Yeah. And you probably. guys, eh, that's better, better, better that than dragging it out. You know. But then I guess maybe there are those occasions, right, where the first impression isn't always the best, and then you end up, you know liking the person yeah and i never really know and that's why i'm going out to long beach because i don't really know i have a feeling about long beach um and i probably will walk in with that feeling which might not be the Mm -hmm. the best thing to walk in with much like i have a feeling about where 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 is this feeling generating from (laughs) san francisco (laughs) (laughs) uh but i'm going out on sunday going out on monday going out on tuesday and i'm actually meeting someone this afternoon Wow. Yeah. My God, man. Good for you. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. Get out there. Do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. I just need to be, uh, I think I need to, I need to shake off the, the weight that I'm, the chip I'm carrying on my shoulder. I think that's all that needs to happen. Yeah, I think it'll, it'll serve you. Okay. It'll serve you. So that's the, uh, yeah, that's the know, weekend and it's Gotta move on. Here. Yeah. Moving on, moving on, moving on up. Nice. Well, um, I, I look forward to hearing about these, uh, these, these mates of state, these dates. Thank you. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll, I'll hear about it sooner rather than later because that appears to be what's been happening with the show. But we, we are trying. We are definitely trying to get back to some sort of semblance of a schedule that you can count on, dear listener. Excellent. All right. Very good, listener. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for calling in, Rob. <laughs> Hey, my pleasure. I love calling in my show. There you go. Say hi to JMO for me. Uh, let me I will. keep me in the loop on the duvets. I'm very excited about the big holiday spectacular. Oh, yes. You will know as I know. Great. And you will know as we know, listener, and you will hear about it next time. Next time! Can you tell me what the they said? Did you hear what the they said? Can you hear what the they said? Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program. Let go.